Today's daf is daf nun ches, page 58 in the Hevig of Masechus Tadarim, and we're going to pick up from the bottom of Nun Zayin Amar Beis 57b, the very bottom line. Ella min hada ditanya. Okay, let's remind ourselves what our sugya is, what our topic is. So our sugya towards the top of our Amud started out with a shaila from Yishmael. There was a yid by the name of Yishmael. We weren't sure if his name was Yishmael who lived by the beach or whether he was Yishmael in a town called Diyama of the, of the sea. Okay, Either way, he had a shaila where he had an onion that he had plucked during the Shemitah year. So it had attained Kedushas Shemitah. It had the holiness of Shvius. And then he replanted it during the eighth year and it grew a lot more. The question now was whether this is a seventh year onion that has Kedusha holiness throughout, or do we say if it grew a lot more in the eighth year where it got to the point where it was rife, a majority decide the onion more than doubled in size, do we say that uh, majority rules and it lost its status of Shemitah? So we tried giving a couple answers yesterday, which were knocked off, and now we pick up with today's Sobya. All right, says the Gemara, bottom line, let's try to answer Yishmael's question from the following b'risa. The Tanya, we learned in a b'risa, Rabbi Shimon Oimeh, Rabbi Shimon says, top line of today's daf, daf nunches, kol dovor matirin, any item which is forbidden to eat, but at a certain point, there's going to come either a place or time or situation that it will be permitted for me to eat. So right now I can't. Kigon, for example, tevel. Grain that's not yet tithed. I will tithe it. I can tithe it and take chumas. And then it will become kosher. Right? I could kosherize it. Umaisosheni. Or maisosheni. Maisosheni is food that I'm not allowed to eat outside Yerushalayim, but I am permitted to eat inside Yerushalayim. So... Um, all you got to do is by um, is take it to Yerushalayim and eat it. What happens if my sashini gets mixed in with something else? So the halacha is, you're not allowed to eat that mixture outside Yerushalayim. Why? If it's roiv against it, you know, if there's majority of not my sashini, what's the problem? The answer is because I could always redeem the my sashini that's in there, the value onto money and take that money and go to Yerushalayim. So I have other ways around this where I could... I don't need to rely on this mix on the on rive to be able to eat it. The hektish, same thing when it comes to hektish, if it gets mixed in with something. The chadash, or if chadash gets mixed in with something, right? Again, chadash, you're just not allowed to eat until the carbonimer is brought. Once the carbonimer is brought, it's fine. So Allah is going to be, you can't rely on bittel, you can't rely on nullification. You're going to have to wait for that permitted time. So, in all these situations, the Chacham did not give a measurement of nullification. So, what does it mean measurement of nullification? We're familiar with the nullification in 60, by classic case of, of uh, you know, kosher and non-kosher. So, if something is uh, Arla, it's nullified in 200. Truma is nullified in 100, 100, right? Uh, uh, Arla's two hundredth. Be it as it may, they gave measurements for when you are permitted to eat it. They will says the Brisa, if there's a time where you don't need to rely on this nullification, the Rabbana did not give you the nullification rule. Okay, you're gonna have to wait. But if it's something 
that will not eventually be permitted through a time and place. Kegain truma, truma remains truma. Uchumas meiser, bechala, ba'arlo, kali akerem, forbidden mix, uh, planting forbidden mixtures. Nasnu bechom shir. Then the chom gave different measurements for how it could be nullified. Amrulai, s'lachom said to Rabbi Shimon, v'alei shviyas in the matir. When it comes to shmita, in the matir, there's no way around this by shmita. Yeah, shmita produce is shmita produce. Yeah, even whether it's during shmita or whether it is not during shmita. And still, and the Chum still did not give a amount for it to be nullified. Either way, it remains forbidden. How do you know this is true? Because we learned in the Mishnah, Shmita, Bimina, in its own kind, you have a, you have a, a, a food that has the holiness of Shmita on it, and it gets mixed in with the same type of food, but it just doesn't have the holiness of Shmita. The whole thing takes on Kedusha Shmita. So the Chum said to Rabbi Shimon, um, but uh, what about Shmita? If you're saying every time there's Ein La Matirin, the Chacham give a measurement, where's the measurement for Shmita? So Amar Lehem, Rabbi Shimon says to them, Afani Amarti Ella Labir. When I'm talking about where the Chum give a measurement, you know, when it's, uh, when it's a Dover Ein La Matirin, when there's no heter that could come about, that is as far as beer. Beer is getting rid of something from your home at a specific time, okay? In other words, if you have to remove something from your domain, you have to give meiser at a set time, or you have to eat something before, uh, before a, a set time, that's what we say, we give the measurement. But Shemitah doesn't need to be eaten during a set time. If something just has an issue referring to eating, okay? So, you know, after the beer, in other words, uh, during Shemitah, anybody's allowed to eat the food of the land. Even the owner of the field is allowed to take it into his house and eat it. Once there's no longer any enough food out in the fields for other people's animals, he's obligated to start removing any stockpile that he brought into his own house and put it back outside. He's not allowed to eat it anymore. So there I say, says Rabbi Shmuel, benaisintam, the, it's, it's only going to be usher until a point where it gives, uh, it gives flavor. Benaisintam, yeah, it gives taste. All right, say so if it gives taste, then we'll say it's not nullified. However, if it doesn't give taste, then we'll say shmita does become nullified. Hence, hilcha works out very well with uh, with my halacha, that if it's davar sheyeshlay matirin, then the chacham say it could be nullified. If it's davar sheyeshlay matirin, the chacham say it cannot be nullified. Okay, now let's pause for a moment and take a step back and see how this is helping us. Let's go back again. We had a question from Yishmael. Yishmael's question was, I have an onion that was plucked in the seventh year. It took on Kedusha Shemitah. I now replant it and it grows more, it more than doubles in size. Of the eighth year. Does it retain its Shemitah status? Or do we say that the new size and the new growth nullifies the original one? Okay. Says the Gemara, you see from here, from this halacha, of, from Shimon's halacha, Rib Shimon, responding to the Chachamim, that the new growth that took place in this onion that was replanted is considered separate from the original onion. It's considered separate from the original onion, which means that even if 
the not even if as long as it more than doubled, the halacha taka could be that it will nullify the original amount. Why? Because the case that we gave over here was an onion that was plucked in the sixth year. Now I replant it in the seventh year. What did we say? If it's not more than doubled in the seventh year, it's going to retain its sixth year permitted status. You go because it, it didn't grow enough to take on that, uh, that Hokushmita. Bottom line, the Gemara is answering from here, our Shaila to be that as long as it more than doubled in size, it's taken no longer, it, it actually no longer has the holiness of Shemitah. Says the Gemara, not necessarily a proof. Why? Maybe over here will be, it's going to be different when it comes to Chumrah. Meaning, when the sixth year onion was replanted and then it became a Shemitah onion. So over there, we're going to take on the status of it. There we want to be Machmir. Okay? However, over here, where the seventh year onion, if we consider it to be an eighth year, is going to end up being a Kula, end up being a leniency, not necessarily are we going to uh, allow that new growth to take on the status. It's a very strong question. Okay, let's repeat the question outside. The Gemara just tried saying, if a sixth year onion grows a little more during the seventh year, and now becomes Shemitah, you see that if you have rive, meaning, let's say you plucked it in the seventh year, and then you replant it in the eighth year, it becomes the eighth year produce if you have majority. Says Gemara, no, again, and this is going to be a common theme that we're going to keep going back to. Maybe we only consider the new growth important if it's going to lead to a stringency. However, if it's going to lead to a leniency, who says we go so far? Okay. So Gemara says, okay, we still don't have an answer to Yishmael Shaila. What's the case where you have the additional growth in the eighth year? What's the status? Says Gemara El Menado Pashto. Let's answer it from the following. The Tanaan, we learned in a Mishnah, B'tzalim onion, B'tzimchu. Rain came down and the Tzimchu and they sprouted more. Okay, sometimes you have this. If onions have exposure to wetness, they can grow, they can sprout a little more. Sprout a little more. If let's say whatever grew on it was shchirim black, asurim, it's going to be asur to eat. Hiriku, but if they were green, like a yellowish, then mutarim, it's going to be allowed. Uh, why? Because apparently, the way the Ron explains, if it's darker and black, that's a sign of a very strong additional growth. If it's very light, it's a very weak growth, and it shows that the, this onion didn't get much more than it originally had. Okay. Rabbi Hananya ben Antignai says, If you can be tolosh with their leaves, meaning if you could pull out the actual leaves, then asurim it's going to be asur. Now what does it mean pull out? It doesn't mean to actually remove the leaf. What it means is if you have an onion in the ground and if you pull the leaf, the onion will follow it. That is a proof that the onion was stark, uh, was stark into the ground. So it's not, a, it's not a matter of how light or dark the leaves actually are. The way to determine the growth and what, uh, you know, uh, what status this onion uh, is having and how connected it actually is to the earth and the soil is whether or not if I pull the leaves, the onion will follow. And opposite that, something that happens in the eighth year, 
that anything that grew in addition to the original onion, which has Kedusha Shemitah, the new growths, also are go. I'm sorry, are going to be mutter. Lememra, this seems to tell us you can have certain growths on an onion which are mutter to eat and we're going to assume that if it's mutter to eat the new growths if these new growths are the majority it can nullify the prohibition of the original Shemitah status so again you have a riot to your Shmol Shaili Shmol Shaili is what happens if I replant onion, it grows a lot more. You see, you, you see, taka nullifies shemitah, and it's fine. Says the Gemara, the doma Maybe the mission over there is speaking of miduchon. Now miduchonin, um, we're going to find later on that um, is talking about an onion that kind of it was, uh, it, it's no longer full. Okay, it's no longer full, and since it's no longer full. We're not real, we don't really have clarity as to the total original size that there was. Okay? But let's say you would have a total onion. Let's say you would have a complete onion. So then we'll say, maybe anything that grew new, taka, would take on the kedusha of the original growth. You don't know that. When you don't know, when it's something that's missing, fine. Beseder, aicha. We'll say, no, the new growth, you know, don't give off enough to tell me anything about the older growth. Beseder. But if you have everything here in front of you, maybe taka, we should say it's bottle. So Gemara says, You're right, we still don't have an answer to Yishmol Shaila. Let's try to learn out for the following b'risa. The Tanya, we learned in a b'risa, we now turn to Nunches Amad Beis 58b. Hamenachesh im hakusi bechosyois oichel mehen achilas arai umaisron vadai. If a person prunes with a kusi, a mo- with chasiyas. Chasiyas is a certain uh, growth of a. It's growth. It's more like vegetable, a vegetable type of growth. The halacha is you can eat nachilas arai. Nachilas arai. Nachilas arai is like a snack, a temporary type of eating where you're permitted to do that even before you tithe. Umaisron vadai. And to put this into a vadai situation. To know for sure that it's permitted to eat even in a fully functioning way, even in a permanent way, you're gonna to have to separate meiser. Shimon Elazar, Shimon Elazar says, "Im Yisrael Choshed al If he's a yid who is Choshed al meaning we don't know for sure, we don't know what his circumstances. You know, there's times where uh, he hasn't been so careful with Allah Shemitah. Then lemaitzei shvius mutter. You shouldn't eat it during shmita, but after shmita you could be makel. You could be lenient. The Memra, which comes to teach us the Gedulei Heter, Malin Iser. We see again that anything that grows new is going to uh, nullify the original amount. Hence, going back to Yishmol Shaila, the new growth of the eighth year should nullify the original uh, Shemitah growth and remove the Kedusha, says the Gemara of Adom B'davar Shazari Kala. No, again, maybe those cases we're dealing with a place, as we discussed yesterday, the difference between seeds that completely decompose and now when it grows back, it's like a new entity. Um, however, we know that an onion is unique, and this is why we specifically chose this case, because when an onion continues to grow, nothing decomposes. You stick it back in the soil, and it continues to, to grow, and maybe under the circumstance where, like an onion, 
will say that any further growth <coughs> is just going to be a perpetuation of Kedusha Shemitah, and it should not be allowed. Sigmar says, ha, Tanya That can't be the issue of Zarei Kala, because the Brisa taught us that what are Chisayas? It says a person who prunes with a kusi amongst the Chisayas. What are these types of, of growths? The Gemara explains to us, Kegayin, Haluf, Hashum, Vabetzolim, for example, a, a luf, call it a scallion, it's not literally a scallion, but it's type of onion, um, shum, garlic, batsalim, onions, all these things don't, the, the, the seeds don't rot inside the ground. So you see clearly the Bryce is dealing with even these circumstances. And it says, if you're menachi, shemakusi, including onions and garlic, was the one who, who argues. So you see very clearly, again, that the Brisa eats, or that, I'm sorry, that the Brisa only allows the, uh, the eating if, after Shemitah, if it's something like an onion. Uh, if it's something that, I'm sorry, if, yeah, if it's something that's like an onion, correct, that does not decompose and remains complete. But you can't bring a raya from anything else. So the Gemara is saying, we're back to square one. We're back to our question. Our question was, or we'll call it the proof is, that new growths may nullify old growths. And we said, oh, maybe that's only when something decomposes. The Gemara says it can't be. Because the case that we just mentioned is a case where it doesn't decompose. So we attack a should have a good raya. So the Gemara says, okay, maybe there's no proof. Because Doma Bim Duchan. Maybe the same answer we said before. Maybe where it's, it's cut up and it's not complete. But maybe if it would be complete, we would not allow it to uh, be nullified. So Gemara says, Chashud al katani. Yeah, we're dealing with somebody's Chashud al Hashviyah. Somebody who's not careful with the laws of Shemitah. And that's how we're going to be Machmer. Says Gemara, Maybe we're dealing with the onions or these garlic, these other things, where they're getting mixed up with, with uh, other growths. Okay, so what happened was you picked the onions, and now it has Kedusha Shemitah, and now it got mixed in with something else, and we're going to assume these other things do not have Kedusha Shemitah. Um, maybe that's why we say that it's bottle, because it was a mixture. So the Gemara answers, Hamanachesh Katani. We're dealing with a person who prunes, and since he, it prun- he's pruning, we're going to assume that it didn't get mixed in with something else. Bottom line is... Yeah, bottom line is, this brysa that we quoted, where the guy prunes with the kusi, is Taka showing us that when you have additional growths on something that does not decompose, like an onion, that uh, th- those new growths are going to be okay, even though you had original iser over there. Okay? So we Taka have a proof. We have a proof now. Yishmol had a shayla. What's the halacha if it grows weiter, if it grows further? Do we say it nullifies and it's going to be motor, the, the new growth? The answer is yeah. Fine. Says the Gemara. Okay, now that we're saying yeah. Let's say this is a, a upslug, a disproof on Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Yechanan. Because Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Yechanan, who we quoted, who we learned on yesterday's daf, they held that uh, it's going to be usher. Now, Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Yechon were Amiram. So the Gemara says, well, I'm here recording a Bryce. Bryce is arguing on them. So what are they going to do with this? 
So Gemara says, Amar Rav Yitzchak, you're going to say, Shan Yishviyas, that Shviyas is different, meaning it's not going to be an upshlag on them. Their halachas had to do with Arla and grafting trees and um, um, uh, uh, mixtures, forbidden mixtures. You plant an onion in the vineyard, so on and so forth. They're going to, they might even agree with this, Bryson, because they'll say that Shemitah, Shemitah, since the Isra of Shemitah has to do with the soil itself, maybe over here we could actually be lenient because it's the soil that caused the growth of the original thing, the soil that grows the growth through the uh, additional growth, okay, because it's mamish coming from the land itself. Now, the other, the, the cases of Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Yechanan, it's, it has nothing to do with the land. What it has to do with is how it grew. So if you have a, a tree that's Arla, that, that gets grafted with an older tree, it has nothing to do with the soil itself. And if you have forbidden uh, uh, onions in a vineyard, you're not allowed to plant that over there again. That's not a soil issue. This is a plant issue. It's the actual item that grew out of the ground. The, the ground itself is still fine. As opposed to Shemitah, where the ground itself is the problem, then they'll say, maybe we'll make it. So Gemara is saying that Rebbeich and Rebbeich are not necessarily refuted. They might actually agree. We don't know for sure. But they, would, they may actually agree with the of our Brisa. But now, in order to, for, the, for us to wiggle out on asking them a question, we have to say there's a difference whether prohibition is in the land itself, the earth itself, whether prohibition is in the growth that's coming from the land. So here we go. Let's see if this is actually a proper, uh, you know, a proper answer for them. The Hare Meiser, but when it comes to Meiser, the Isurai Al Karka, where the, the Isser of Meiser comes through the land itself. Okay? Comes through the land itself. Why? You have to separate Meiser from anything that grew from the land. It's about the land of Eretz Yisrael that creates the Kedushas Meiser, Karka, and we still see that it's not bottled. Through the for, uh, through putting the blame, we'll call it on the karka. The time we went to the brisa, literal meiser tevel shizarba karka. Let's you have a leader of meiser tevel who was not tithed, and that was zarba karka planted in the ground. Now, how can you have meiser that's not tithed? By definition, if it's not tithed, that means there's no meiser. Sanchez like this. A yid, a Jew, gives miser to the lady, and that lady has to also give a miser. See, what if the lady takes his miser and he plants it before, he receives his miser from Yisrael, but he plants that miser before giving over his shumas miser to the kain. Okay. Vishbicha. And it got better. It grew. It was shavach. It was profit from it. Baharehi ke'eser litron. And that one leader became ten. Chayavas miser ubeshvias. So then there's a chiyov in miser, and there's a chiyov in shemitah. Okay, what does this have to do with it? Let's say we're now in a Shemitah year. If he collects it in, he's going to have to put it out before this man beer, the, the time where the, um, you, you know, you're not allowed to stockpile uh, the Meiser anymore and you have to put it back out into the field. And that amount, he's going to have to separate Meiser from a different growth. You still have to take a Shumas Meiser from that original amount. How much? Lefi cheshbon, according to cheshbon. However much you were obligated before you planted, you're still going to be obligated now. So you see that you have a chi of meiser. That chi of meiser comes from the actual soil, the actual earth, the actual ground of Eretz Yisrael. 
And still we see that by putting it back into the ground, there's no nullification of the original miser. Even after it has rived, because I know it's rived, because you originally planted one liter, and now it's ten times fold. Now it's ten. So you see that don't try to make, the Gemara is asking, don't make a distinction between an Isser coming about through the soil or an Isser coming about through the growth. You see, even when the Isser's cut, the prohibition is coming about through the soil, there's no nullification. Answers the Gemara, final step for today, top of Dafnun Tezom at Aleph. Amri, they said, Meiser digun hu dika garim lay. By Meiser, it is not about the land, rather, it is the digun, it's the grains that grew, dika garim lay, that's causing the chi of Meiser to take effect. Meaning, don't blame it on the earth. Blame it on the growth. And if we could blame it on the growth itself and the fact that it's grain, so now we'll say that's why the miser is not bottle baraif. But if it would be dependent on the earth, it could be bottle baraif. And since we can still say that, Rabbi Yechinon and Rabbi Yenison are not necessarily wrong. Because our question on them was I, they say by plantings, by vineyards, they say there's no nullification. We said, oh, but one second, by, my, by, by Shemitah there's nullification, so you're wrong. Sigmar made a distinction. No, there's a difference between land and growth. We challenged that. Meiser's land. The Gemara says, no, Meiser's not land. Meiser's growth. And that's why there's no nullification. But still by land, there, we still may say nullification. And Rabbi Echanan and Rabbi Yenison would agree with this. Hence, they are not disproved, they are not blown out of the water, their opinions may remain standing. Beautiful, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening everybody. Tomorrow, same time, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Zai gesund.